What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 21 of Family Ties. This episode originally aired on the 3rd of May in 1984, and it is titled The Diary of a Young Girl. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hello, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Very good. Very good. Woo, this was an episode. This was an episode. And it's the second to last in the season. I know. It's kind of a weird way to end it, but you know, they probably well, had to pad out their episodes a bit, and so they got one of these in there. Yeah, so I got kind of excited right off the bat because I thought, oh man, is this clip show? But it wasn't. It was all brand new stuff. Yeah. I, I also, in fact... All the way towards the end of the episode, because I was watching it with Janelle, I was thinking it was a clip show, and I'm like, huh, I don't remember these scenes. It must have been, like, something in the first season that I just blocked out, and Janelle's like, no, this is, they're this age. Like, this is not from a long time ago, and I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. So. Although I did think it was funny. Well, we'll get into it in a minute. Yeah. That's fine. Yes. There were some funny parts to this whole thing. There were. There were some, the framing thing was pretty good. Yeah, um, but you know, and this is the second time they've done a flashback episode—not a clip show, but a flashback episode like this. In season one, their Christmas episode was a flashback where uh, Stephen and Elise were remembering how each one of their kids were born and where they were oh, born. Oh yeah, okay, so, I remember that. So this is you know, there's a precedent that has been set here for this type of episode. I wonder if they'll keep it uh, going moving into season three. That would be interesting to see. I know there are clip shows on the horizon, but uh, whether or not there's more flashbacks, I don't remember for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Sha-la-la-la. That was interesting how they actually framed the episode. And, uh, you know, with Jennifer getting her tonsils out and being in the hospital overnight without her family. Right. They, like, abandoned her there. Yeah. And, and the nurse is like, all right, well, visiting hours are over. It's time for you to go. But she hadn't even had the surgery yet when she said that. Like, so they made her just sleep in the hospital overnight? Yeah. So the whole thing was a little bizarre to me because, I mean, obviously I don't remember 100% of everything from 1984, and especially going to the hospital. But right. I'm pretty sure that's not, like, because my brother had his tonsils out in probably the later 80s, maybe 88, 89. And my parents were with him the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I know that this is more modern, but when Audrey had hers out, it was an outpatient. I think we were in and out of there in like three or four hours. Yeah, super quick. Super yeah. quick. And it probably was longer back then, I guess. But still, it yeah. seemed, that seemed odd. It was super bizarre. But I guess, you know, you need her to, you know, to uh, to have some of those thoughts that she was having. And yeah, she's got to consider her life, the- you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's got to Ebenezer Scrooge her life. <laughs> right. To herself, though. She was yeah. her own ghost of future and past. <laughs> right. Especially in her little diary <laughs> with a attached pencil. Sha-la-la-la. Well, it's your official turn to uh, to do the summary, so... Let's let's hear what happened all in this episode. Give us a rundown for those of us that maybe didn't get a chance to watch it. By the way, if you are wanting to watch 
Family Ties with us. It is included with the CBS All Access, right? That's what it's yes. called. Yes. Yep. CBS All Access. That's where it's at now. So if you want to watch, you gotta you gotta watch it on there. And All right, go take it away. So I we had talked before in the past about how CBS may not you know really be worth it in the long run. Yeah. But uh, they've added a lot of new programming and stuff, and then some of the older shows that maybe you'd want to watch, and you know maybe you're a fan of Wings and you want to watch Wings again. <laughs> or <laughs> well, and then they recently teamed up with Comedy Central. Yes. So and, there's a bunch uh, of seasons of Comedy Central shows. Nickelodeon too, I think. Is that yep. right? Yeah. So, so if you want to yeah. watch Danny Phantom again, you can. That's true. That's true. Well, Janelle and I have been watching a show on there from Comedy Central, um, which I've been looking for for a while and wasn't available anywhere. Kroll Show. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, I mean, to me, that's been worth it just to have that as well as, of course, Family Ties, you know. Yeah. So there's a, and they're uh, rebranding it because they have a relationship with Paramount now. Right. And so they're going to kind of merge the two, I guess, in some sort of a fashion. And they're going to have a lot of movies and more uh, TV shows even. And uh, so they're going to rebrand it. Well, it's it definitely seems to be a better value now than it was when we first signed up. Because right. that first time and we look, looked through everything they had to offer in about like two minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is it. It's just as a family ties watching app, basically. <laughs> well, and one more like little quick sidebar here, but did you watch season two of the Twilight Zone yet? No, we're still making our way through season one. It's we've been watching other stuff. Like I said, we started watching Kroll Show. We get on our things, and once we get on a kick, like we have to finish it. Yep. And the tough part with Twilight Zone is that recently, because Janelle is working from home. You know, she has like a half an hour lunch break. And yep. so we've got it worked out where the kids are like, you know, they're doing their online school. Janelle has a half an hour and she comes out. I have lunch like ready to go. And then we watch a TV show together in that half an hour. Well, Twilight Zones are like, you know, the 45 minute length or whatever. So it doesn't fit in a lunchtime. Right. Yeah. That so makes because sense. of that, shorter shows have been taking precedence. Because you, you can do that uh, 20 minute in and out. Yeah. That, that's exactly it. So, well, that's why. That's why. I haven't finished season one yet either, but I was curious. So. We'll get there. We oh, will. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always on the back burner. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good well, one. That, because it doesn't have, like, any continuity necessarily, it's a good one to, like, pick up and watch one when you feel like it. You don't yeah. have to, like, oh, I got to get the next one. There's a cliffhanger or something. So Well, and we're moving into spooky season where maybe that uh, feels a little more like, you know, something you really want to do. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I'm with you. Well, to get back to this episode, we start off with Jennifer in a hospital and her whole family is there. And they're all saying goodbye and don't worry. They love her. Um, she's going to get her tonsils out and she's really concerned. And, you know, she's a little anxious, a little nervous. And I mean, I don't remember what grade she's in, but I mean, I feel like we talked about like fourth, fifth, maybe sixth at the most. Yeah, somewhere in there. So, I mean, she's, what, 8, 9, 10 kind of thing, and she's going to be in the hospital by herself and then gets wheeled into a surgery the next morning in the, the, you know, laughing gas or whatever they gave her. And that's, I don't know, I feel like that's a lot for a kid. But, you know, yeah, you know, they don't focus too much on that part of it as much as they focus more on the fact that she's really thinking about her life and the way she treats her family and the way that um, she just is mean to them. And so we get flashbacks, and it starts with the way she treats Mallory. 
And so, you know, she has a funny flashback with how she kind of ruined one of Mallory's dates. And she had told the guy, like, all of Mallory's secrets and how she didn't like documentaries. And, <laughs> you know, and Mallory's fashion really came into play in that part. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you remember what she was wearing the dress with the different color collar. And it was pretty fancy. Well, not to mention her uh, her makeup, like the joke that uh, Jennifer <laughs> said, like, you're, oh, the red stuff on your face is uneven. <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, I'm not even wearing red stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, and then uh, she, you know, flashes back to a time that she argued with her dad. And uh, she was going back and forth with him about wanting to go to see a movie with her friend Chrissy. And um, Stephen and Elise had both answered her the same way. And then she just really argued with Stephen about the whole thing and... You know, instead of telling him what a great daddy was, like she had kind of buttered him up, then she slams him at the end and, you know, just walks out on him and and uh, just kind of hurt his feelings. And she was yeah. mean about the whole process. So, oh, and I didn't, I forgot to mention that she, again, was journaling all this in her diary yes. with the attached pencil. So, <laughs> it's got like a ribbon attached to it and that kind of holds it there. She's really quick at writing, too. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly she got those stories out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next up, um, she remembers back to a time when she uh, kind of hosed Alex over. And that was the part that was funny to me because he was rehearsing for a school play. And he was trying to, you know, get with the girl who was in the lead. And I was like, oh, so the last six weeks of high school, you know, he already had a date and a girlfriend. And now, you know, they're remembering back to when he was in school and he was trying to do the school play. And, you know, I wonder if he... If that was before his girlfriend or before the girl that he wanted to be his girlfriend. (laughs) Um, But again, you know, so Jen kind of uh, leaves him high and dry and doesn't help him out. And he didn't get the lead. But uh, apparently it all worked out for the better because he met the girl of his dreams or the girl of his dreams for two episodes. For two episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And then last off, she uh, beat up on her poor mom. So Elise has returned to work, and so everybody's kind of pitching in, doing extra chores. Mallory is cooking and makes a horrible uh, uh, casserole. (laughs) I'm sorry, souffle. And she used a cup of pepper instead of like a tablespoon of pepper. And and, uh, so it uh, became an inedible meal. So Elise walks in, and Stephen, you know, jokingly says, oh, that's what your mom looks like. And then there's a whole... You know, interaction between Jennifer and Elise, and she basically made her try to make her feel guilty for going back to work and how she wasn't home to be with the kids. Poor Elise. Yeah, I know. She really got the brunt of it. Those poor working moms. So all that takes takes place, and then the surgery happens, and she kind of groggily wakes up, and it's really, you know, the camera, and it's looking at Alex and Mallory, and, you know, they're making fun of each other back and forth, and well, mostly Mallory making fun of Alex because they had given blood and Alex passed out, went down like a stone. And and um, so then, you know, they said, oh, you you can't use your voice. And so she's trying to, you know, do like a charade kind of thing to tell them, you know, I, I love you guys. I'm so sorry. You know, I'll be a better daughter. And uh, she couldn't convey the message. The nurse shoes the family out. So Jennifer writes a note and then the nurse had given it to the parents and they came back in and they were able to tell her that they loved her. And the end. Freeze frame on a cute hug. I, there was no freeze frame on mine. It just kind of went into the whole thing and like they were patting her back and then the credits jumped up. Huh. 
Yeah. Maybe so I, I didn't like, watch closely enough. I just felt like there was a freeze frame because I assumed there was, you know. Well, I told Heidi, I said, watch for the freeze frame. And she's like, freeze frame? And I go, yeah, the way they used to end all the old TV shows, you know, at a poignant yeah. moment, they would just freeze the frame and then the credits would roll. And they didn't do it. They had a perfect moment, too. I know. That was an excellent summary there. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm a little out of practice, so forgive me. <laughs> no, you did well. You did very well. <laughs> So what do you yeah. think of the episode? Well, I, there were some very entertaining parts. I mean, the structure of it, again, it was an interesting experience because I spent half the time trying to remember what episode these clips were from. And like, <laughs> like I really can't believe I forgot all these episodes so quickly. And then, you know, finally realizing that it was fresh stuff. But yeah. there were some of the segments were funnier than others. Um, oh, yeah. The one where... Uh, my two favorites were the uh, the Mallory's boyfriend one or the you know the date. Um, mm-hmm. I especially loved Alex's stuff because Mallory had basically been telling the boy, uh, which what was his name? It was Kevin. Kevin, I think. Yep. Yeah, she had been telling him all kinds of untrue stuff to like you know convince him to, that she was you know cool. So she told him that she likes watching documentaries and she's you know really big on all these causes that he they were important to him and so yeah. you know she's already set the stage for being dishonest and so we find out when he comes over you know she's upstairs getting ready and first he meets Jennifer and he tells her that like Mallory described her as a tiny baby <laughs> which is why Jennifer was offended in the first place exactly and then Alex you asked him how is his shock therapy going or shock treatment going <laughs> and the best part is that Alex just goes with it and he's like oh yeah they're going pretty good and then when he leaves he's like oh I gotta get back to my shock treatment if I don't get there you know if you're late they double the voltage <laughs> <laughs> and he just like pats the guy as he walks out yeah <laughs> oh that was funny so anyway that, that bit was pretty good and then the part where Alex was trying out for the play and he uh He's doing the streetcar named as our Stella, <laughs> like really bad. And it, that was a pretty good little bit, too. Right. I like that Alex was talking about, uh, you know, the character that he was playing really is, you know, manly and passionate, and, <laughs> you know. And Jennifer goes, oh, well, maybe you can work the lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good one. She definitely has some zingers. She certainly does. She was full of them this time. Sha-la-la-la. So the reason why I didn't think it was a flashback, I mean, I thought it was a flashback versus it being a clip show, is because Jennifer, she looks very similar to the way she did in the episode itself, yeah. um, the hospital room. And, you know, her age has kind of fluctuated, obviously, because, you know, it's been two seasons now. And I feel like kids at that age, they kind of grow up kind of fast. Yeah. So her look was the same. So it didn't make me think that it was a, a clip show as much as it was the flashback. And it was all stuff that they had filmed, you know, for the episode. That's what Janelle pointed out to me. I'm just so not observant about that type of thing that I didn't realize it until she said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I also nice. like the, uh, the framing with uh, Alex. He had some great parts in this one because at the beginning of the episode – He's not in the room with everyone, and then he comes in wearing a doctor's like coat, and he's yeah. being dragged in by the nurse. And it turns out he'd been going around impersonating a doctor in order to like 
according to him, to test out the facilities and make sure they were good enough for his sister. But he he winds <laughs> up like talking to this lady. I, I didn't write down the name, but he talks to this uh, one of the patients and says, "Oh, I'm going to check in on her." And at the end of the episode, he says he's got to go check in on the patient real quick as they leave. <laughs> right, and how she needed a you know twenty milligrams of some sort of a medication. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, he was wearing a mask. That's right. Oh man, so very that was, 2020. That was timely, yeah. They were really ahead of the curve. <laughs> right. <laughs> not sure that uh, you know that was something they'd ever think would be a thing, but uh, there probably you go. not. Yeah, no, he definitely had some great bits, and that nurse. Uh, I can't wait till we get to guest spots because I know I've seen her in some stuff before. You probably have. Well, you know what? She's got that look. Let's do it. Let's talk about some guest stars. Sha la la la. So, guest stars. We've got a we had two guest stars that were credited on this episode. Um, okay. The first one was the nurse, uh, played by Nancy Parsons. Now, she did a lot of episodes of TV, a lot of movies. I think she had like 47 acting credits. But of those, I'm going to count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... 11, I think, 10 or 11 of those credits, she was playing a nurse. Really? Yeah, in all kinds of stuff. Everything from TV shows to movies, she was a nurse. Huh. She must have just had that look or that vibe. I guess so. And there was a couple of things where I'm not sure because it gave her a name, but they were like doctor shows. So it's very possible that she was a nurse in those as well. Huh. So I don't know why, but somehow she got typecast as a nurse. Interesting. She was in Remington Steel as a nurse. Oh, nice. Um, this is her only episode of Family Ties mm. um, as a nurse in this one, so we won't be seeing her again. Uh, she was a camp nurse in the magical world of Disney. She was on Moonlighting. Oh, wow. Um, Days of Our Lives. She did 21 episodes of, um, so I don't know if you were watching that. I probably wasn't. The biggest name, uh, the biggest movie that I found that she was in that I recognized was Loose Cannons. Does that ring a bell to you? No, not at all. So uh, this one came out in 1990. And um, if I remember correctly, it is uh, it's Dan Aykroyd and Gene Hackman, I think. Is that right? Yeah, Dan, Dan Aykroyd and Gene Hackman. And they're like cops and like gene hackman is the you know tough no nonsense cop and dan Aykroyd is the goofy you know screwball yeah so that's basically huh i don't remember that cop. movie either it's just fine like i watched it a couple of times it's nothing like you have to see but huh. that's the most recognizable movie in her uh thing other than you know a bunch of tv shows so gotcha wow all right yeah so nothing big. So I must have just picked her up from other TV shows, or yeah, it must have been. I mean, she was in a lot. She was in Ladybugs with uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. I get no oh, respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that. Maybe I think that I like that movie. Oh, here's another one you might recognize. I forgot about this. She was in Steel Magnolias. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. Okay, well, I only remember the part where Julia Roberts dies. Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. When did that movie come out? <laughs> 1989. Oh, okay. I guess if it's, you know, 30 years, then you're probably safe. Shoo. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe there's part of our audience that'll wonder why Julia Roberts died. I didn't That's say why. True. It's That's near, true. I mean. It's near and dear to my heart, though, so. And maybe it was right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't know. 
I don't know. And they'll wonder why it was called Steel in Magnolias. That's true. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever watched it all the way through. Yeah, I know I haven't, but uh, that is one of Heidi's favorite movies, and I know she's watched it probably ten times. Yeah. I liked the sequel, Man of Steel. I I did, too, especially when he got shot in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. wait, no, that was uh, the other one. No, what was the Brandon Routh movie? Which uh, that's that's Return of Superman. Return, okay. No, Superman Returns. Superman Returns, yeah. Superman Returns, yeah, yeah. That's too bad about him because I liked him as Superman. I didn't think I did he was too. bad at all. No, I thought he was a great Superman. I mean, he was very Christopher Reevesy, but like yep. in a good way. Yep. It, it wasn't like a bad movie. I enjoyed it, but it just didn't do well enough for them to keep going with him. No, no. Well, and Kate Bosworth didn't. She's not my favorite, so she, I don't feel like she brought uh, a lot to yeah. the role. It was, I mean, yeah, that wasn't spectacular, but the, uh, I mean, Kevin Spacey was a good Lex Luthor. You yes. Know, I, I thought he did a good job. So. Yeah. Well, and Parker Posey as his, like, you know, yep. side piece there. He was, she was pretty great. Yeah, I liked her. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, we digress again. <laughs> Quite a bit, yes. <laughs> Uh, so the other guest star that we had was um, the boyfriend, Kevin Jenkins, um, who was played by Michael David Wright. So he was only ever, he has five acting credits, um, hmm. and they're kind of funny. So I like put them all on here. Um, he was on a TV show called uh, Hotel, which I've never heard of. This is a show that starred James Brolin. From 1983 to 1988. Well, anyway, he was just on one episode of that as a technical director. Was his not he? He played a technical director on a TV show within the show. So there's that. Huh. He was on one episode of Santa Barbara, which is another uh, soap opera. He was in a movie called The Malibu Bikini Shop. <laughs> and I just got. I'll just read you the. Uh, um, the little, t- you know, plot summary, the little pitch line here on IMDb, it says two brothers who have just graduated from college inherit a bikini store from their aunt. <laughs> uh, and he was like the, like he's top build on it. That's funny. So yeah, him and, and Bruce Greenwood is the other brother. Huh? So, and then finally, of course we have. Family Ties. Now, he is actually on Family Ties uh, multiple times. He is, let's see, one, two, three, four, four times? Four times. Um, This is his first appearance on Family Ties as Kevin. However, the next three times, um, we're skip forward a couple years, 86 and then 88 and 88 again, he plays young Stephen Keaton. Oh. Oh, wow. So, totally different role, yeah. Yeah. And we never see Kevin again. Huh. That's so funny, yeah. though, that they keep, like, they must have just liked him and said, oh, we're going to use you again. Yeah. I mean, I guess he kind of looked like young Steven somehow. So. Yeah, without the beard. So I don't know. I don't know where this guy came from or where he went to. He has very little information on IMDb about him, but he starred in one movie, a few small parts on TV shows, and that's our guest stars. Sweet. Well, that was fun. Sha la la la. Well, now I'm wondering what that show was with Catherine Hellman. 
<laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I remember talking about it, but I don't remember what the name of it was. I guess we could look on IMDb. Well, I'm on there right now, and I'm looking. And she was on a show called Soap. Do we think that's it? I don't know. It's been so long, I don't remember. She was on the love boat, though, so you know she made it. Well, yeah. She did just fine. <laughs> she was also in the movie uh, The Time Bandits. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I've never seen it. Are you serious? Yeah. Terry Gilliam. I No, never saw it. Oh, it's so good. I love Terry Gilliam movies. That one, like, that is one of the earliest ones. I remember my parents rented that and Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was a kid. And, like, we watched those as a double feature. Nice. And I very distinctly remember, like, watching it, like... They had like a, we used to live at a camp and we had like an upstairs room where there was like sort of a, I guess it was like a futon or something that we would like spread out and everyone would like lay out on it and watch a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. And we watched those two movies back to back. And I, I very distinctly remember those two. So another sidebar, is this the camp that almost or maybe potentially burned down? Um. Okay. So actually, no, this was a camp we lived at before that I lived at. More than one camp as a child. <laughs> um, this that this one, the one that I was talking of just now, you could drive into, and my dad was like the camp manager there. It was actually like just outside of Big Bear. Okay, um, close enough that like we drove in. Is when I was in kindergarten, so my mom drove me into Big Bear to go to school in kindergarten. But I think we were like half an hour from the school, something like that. Oh wow, that's still um, quite a ways. Yeah, it is, but it was the closest school to there because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. up in the mountains. Um, that's Camp Arbolado. But the one that you're talking about, I've discussed a little bit on the Mandarin Orange show, my other show with Janelle. Um, we lived there about three quarters of the time or so for a while. Um, it's a walk-in camp called Camp Sturdivant where it's a four-mile hike from the nearest road. Oosh. And so you have to walk in there. Um there's a pack station at the entrance where they have mules that will help carry in luggage or equipment and stuff like that. But you have to pay for that, you know. Um, sure. But you still have to, you know, you have to walk in. They're not like, uh, you didn't ride on them. They were just for packing stuff. And, like, once you're up there, there was cabins. There was kitchens. I mean, there were buildings and stuff. And they even had electricity. It was run off of a, a propane um generator that they you know we would run for a few hours each day to have electricity so um but for the most part i mean it's pretty off the grid there's not like plumbing or anything it's septic tank and all that so very very remote very very cool place i could go on for hours about it but recently with all the california fires it was threatened and up until very recently we thought like that whole thing had burned to the ground yeah but actually just a couple of days ago they released a thing and it looks like at least a good chunk of the camp survived. Wow. Um, There's still just a few firefighters that were able to get down to it because it's so remote. You know, it's not like people can just go check on it and it's still dangerous. But Mm -hmm. a couple of firefighters got in there and photographed and there's at least some of the main buildings are still intact. Wow, that's Um, great. Which is really cool. And some of the forest around it and stuff. So, Because you'd mentioned that some of those buildings were very, very old, right? Yeah, like the main dining hall, like uh, where the kitchen is and the main gathering room and stuff. I think it was in 1893 is when it was built. And uh, a lot of the other cabins are like from the early 1900s. Um, There's a ranger cabin up there from like, I think that's the oldest one. I think that was like 18, 
80 something. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's a historic place and just such a cool, like unique place in Southern California, no less, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, and you can tell me if I'm, you know, over uh, asking here, but why did you live at camps? Oh, my dad. (laughs) Okay. That's a fun story. This is total sidetrack here, but (laughs) my dad, um, this is no joke. My dad graduated college with a bachelor's degree in recreation. Oh, okay. Um, which I always thought was the coolest thing. And he was always, he's always been very proud of that. You know, like he basically majored in playing, you know. So he was like, uh, he worked for the YMCA. He was a, I don't know, manager or whatever for them for a while. He did programming and stuff at like a city one, like in Altadena. Um, you know, he did like retreats and camping trips and classes and stuff that he would run. And then um, eventually, like, he got promoted to, like, managing a camp, actually. Okay. So that's when we moved up to the one up in Big Bear, and he managed that for a little while. And then eventually, he decided to go back to school and became a teacher. Um, Okay. uh, You know, I mean, he loved doing the camp stuff, but it was tough, you know, as we started growing up. My mom's driving us a half an hour into school and stuff. So I think that was a part of it, you know. Um, And he kind of, at one point... He debated whether to become a teacher or a forest ranger, um, park ranger, you know, of, of like for national parks or whatever. And that was tough because, you know, a lot of times you have to move around. They're stationed at one place for a while and they move. So I think the teaching was the more stable thing to have kids with. So, yeah, I guess that makes uh, sense. Yeah. But, and then so the Camp Sturdivant one was actually after um, he became a teacher. Um, and then he, like, he, you know, when he first was teaching, he had a hard time, you know, you gotta like find a job and stuff. And so he wound up working at a private school that was down in Pasadena, but private schools don't pay as well as public schools, typically speaking, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he got like this side job as a manager at this camp. And, um, so we lived there like th- all throughout the summer and stuff. And then we would actually like for a while, you know, when he was working, sometimes he would actually hike out the four miles, go to work and hike back in. You know, oh my gosh. He, he got it down to work. I mean, he was in like super good shape at the time. It was a four mile hike, you know, up and down through elevation changes. I can't remember his exact time, but he got it to under an hour. Wow. Uh, where he would just fly up and down that trail. So, I mean, he's probably got, you know, at least shoes that he has to change into because work shoes versus, you know, maybe yeah. hiking shoes and, you know, maybe some student work or whatnot. I mean, so he's got a backpack or something. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. But I mean, he, and he could just, you know, he just <laughs> flew up and down. And so some part of the time this is why I say three quarters of the time. Part of the time my grandparents lived down there. And so we would stay at their house as well. So there was, you know, it wasn't full time at the camp at that point, but. It was a lot, you know. Wow. And it was cool. I mean, as kids, like, to me, that was, like, super cool. Like, the the play, the campground had, um, it had, like, a giant swing. It had a water slide. The water slide was a big, like, cement slab that was, like, laid into the hillside. And they would throw a big tarp over it. And you land in a cement pool at the bottom. But, <laughs> you know, it was a water slide. <laughs> right. Um, they had their, they had, like, a zip line type of thing, which they called the trolley. And it was a big cable with a uh, a big pulley put on top of it, and then a chain welded to the pulley, and then they they uh, screwed a, a, a an axe handle as like a crossbeam at the bottom, and you sat on the axe handle, <laughs> ripped onto the chain, and then just flew through the trees like a million miles an hour. That seems it super was, safe. 
Oh my gosh. It, I mean, it's probably an insurance nightmare. And I don't know how much of that stuff is still intact there, but right. it was fantastic as a kid. I oh mean, yeah, that has to be incredible. Yeah, so, you know, it was a cool place to to have to be around. And so that's the story of Camp Servant. And apparently it's uh, largely intact or at least significantly intact still. So there was a lot of damage up and down the trail and some of the other cabins that are in the area were damaged. But um, it, it survived for the most part, which is super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good news. Yeah. I know I'd heard about it, but I hadn't heard if you'd, you know if you'd found out any new information or whatnot. So yeah, that was just, just a couple days ago. I found that out. So awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, a great side tangent there. So, um, well, that's uh, fun for the listeners to get to know a little bit more about uh, you and uh, what shaped you. Well, and I'll tell you what, it fits the theme of the the episode here because that's a flashback to, you know, when I was a kid. That's right. So, <laughs> Do you still have your tonsils, though, is really the main point. <laughs> I actually do. I never got my tonsils out. Yeah. Um, I have mine. Only my brother lost his, but, you know, he was weak, so. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! Well, were there any particular jokes that stood out to you? I know we've talked a little bit about a couple of the things that we found funny, but was there anything else that uh, really jumped out at you? Well, I loved the charades bit, first of all, yep. um, where she's trying to like just show them to write. And they're like, oh, you want to you wanna play charades? <laughs> and they go from she's miming like she wants to write something down. And Alex is like, writing, writing book. Oh, name of a book. Oh, a story. Streetcar named is or no. <laughs> He says charades from here to eternity. That's what it was, <laughs> and like I don't know how they got to for, from here to eternity, but that was a great little bit. And then um, uh, I also like the whole um, Mallory is trying to like get out of helping him uh-huh. when he wants to try out for the play, and um, you know she like starts backing out real slowly, and he's like, "Aren't you going to help me, Mallory?" And she said, "I have too much respect for like high art and theater." And she's like, oh, and besides, Gilligan's Island's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Gilligan's Island. Oh, I do, too. I, I think it's great. They don't make shows like that anymore. No, they sh- certainly don't. You know, you get hit in the head with the coconut, and next thing you know, you're, you're a PhD. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and you got coconut radios. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The professor satellites. was awesome. Yeah, but he could never build a boat. <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't have any glue except for the radio and the satellite. And yeah, except for that stuff. Sure, right. Sure. No, I, I think that show is great. Um, it's. I, I think we should show our kids it. You know, I don't think they've ever seen Gilligan's Island. Oh, really? And the guest stars? That was always one of the fun fun things is when they had a guest oh, star. Yeah. The Harlem Globetrotters came there for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. They did everything, though. I mean, they were animated in Scooby-Doo. They were- yeah, that's true. <laughs> Of course, Scooby Doo had everything too. So, well, yeah, and I think there was a Gilligan's Island Scooby Doo crossover at one point too. If oh, I'm not mistaken, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I know they had Batman too. Oh so. yeah, and Robin. Yeah. Well, there was two additional jokes that kind of stood out to me that I thought were pretty funny. And okay. again, you know, part of, one of them was uh, in the Mallory segment, and Kevin shows up and he's at the door, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I I can't be ready yet." So she runs upstairs. Well, right before that, they'd had a conversation about, you know, uh, if she wasn't that excited about it or whatever. And Jennifer's like, "Well, then why why did you brush your teeth seven times?" And then Alex says, "Well, maybe Kevin's a dentist." <laughs> 
just is so like corny, but I love that. So, so good. Yeah. Well, and then right after that, Mallory's like, I'm going out with Kevin, okay? Do you mind, Alex? And he's like, No, I don't mind. How does Kevin feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> Does he even know? Oh. <laughs> Which it didn't work out. And then the last one that I thought was pretty funny was um, when Jennifer and Elise are having the conversation, and she's telling Elise that you know she loved the other kids more, and she says, "If you would have loved me, you would have had me first, and not had me last." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you love the other ones more, and they had less chores than I do. <laughs> that uh, that was pretty funny to me. That was a good bit. Yeah. Good. I also liked when uh, Jennifer is going into one of the segments. I can't remember which one. And she's like, she's thinking about herself and her behavior. And she says, I don't know why I've been acting so childish lately. Maybe because I'm a child. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a good reason, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, uh, I think it was, as weird as the structure was, there were some fun moments and fun jokes in it. Yeah. And I also noticed that Stephen only drinks tea. He makes tea every morning for breakfast. Huh. He's done it a couple of times now. I did not notice that. Yeah. Well, the kids always drink orange juice. Like, they're constantly drinking orange juice. Or they drink milk, but they put it in, like, a pitcher. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah, that's true. So... I, they had a milkman at one point, didn't they? Yeah, with a I think bottle, so. bottles, and then now every time you see them with milk, it's they're pouring it out of like you know a ceramic-y style pitcher. Yeah, and it's just sitting out on the countertop. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't drink that milk if it's yeah, been how out for very that long. Milk been sitting out there, <laughs> but yeah, to go with their yeah. cup of pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny, too, that they have a pitcher of water. I mean, maybe it's just me growing up. But if you wanted water, you just went over to the sink and got water. I don't remember ever having a pitcher yeah. to have water at the table. No, none percent. And I mean, I guess we weren't formal enough to have that. Anyway. Well, and when my grandma would come over, uh, you know, there was six of us, kid, you know, four kids and two adults growing up in my house. And my grandma would come over. My great grandma, actually, would come over for dinner. And she was always afraid that if she turned her back, she wouldn't get seconds. So she would always tell one of us, usually my brother, because he was the one who ate the most, the fastest. She'd always say, hey, can you go get me some more water, please? And so he'd have to take her cup over and get her a nice, you know, a couple of ice cubes and refill her cup. So I guess we could have saved all those trips if we just had a pitcher. <laughs> right. I guess so. You know, shame on us. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sha-la-la-la. So, did you see any references or anything, you know, anything that was kind of out of the norm? Well, I mean, I suppose for modern audiences, Gilligan's Island might be something they don't know. But we also, of course, had Brando and Streetcar named Desire, where, you know, Stella. Right. I don't think I've ever Um, seen that. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way. I mean, I've watched clips of it. Right. And, of course, there's the great Seinfeld episode where Elaine goes around saying, Stella. (laughs) I don't think I've seen all of that one either, though. Oh, my goodness. Well, but I mostly know from pop culture references, I would say. Right. (laughs) And then I think Jennifer even had a joke about how he was able to say his lines and eat at the same time. Yeah, Brando (laughs) could have done it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's I, I only had uh, those couple of things as well. So, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and from here to eternity, I guess that's another movie reference. Yeah, which I don't 
think I've ever watched. So I didn't even know really it was a movie. So, oh, well, I, I, it is. I just know that much. But sure, <laughs> that's about all I got on that one. Yeah. So I think we clarified everything now. Sha la la la. Uh, my favorite quote of the episode, by the way, like in addition to all the jokes, it was just a little throwaway thing at the beginning with the nurse. But she's like, you know, Jennifer's worried that the nurse is going to take it out on her because she's mad at Alex. And he, she says, don't worry, we're professionals here. We don't let, you know, our personal life get in the way of that. And then when she walks by Alex, the nurse says, a pox on you. <laughs> Which I thought was such a great line and so like out of place, right? A but it was fantastic. On you. <laughs> a pox on you. It's like a like a voodoo uh, thing, you know, in a hospital, yeah, <laughs> or like a something from the eighteen hundreds, you know, a pox on you, sir. <laughs> Excuse me, good sir, but a pox on you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. That must be how she got all those nurse roles, you know. It could be. It could be. Maybe she was like on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman or something. <laughs> right. You know, she was doing that frontier medicine. Sha-la-la-la. So what life lesson did you learn? Well, you know, I think uh, we learned along with Jennifer that, you know, you got to tell your family and people you care about that you love them while you still can. Mm-hmm. Because you might have your voice taken away from you. <laughs> or you might just die. Right? That's a lot sadder. Yeah. I, I like that, uh, you know, Elise is like, oh, you know, we love you. And and Steven was like, oh, that's my girl. And he's patting her on the back when the episode ends. Yeah. Or that's our girl, I think he said. That's our girl. So she that's must have a, a big heart. Yeah. Yeah. But also, she's kind of a brat a lot of times. She is. Well, she's got the third kid syndrome. Yeah, that's true. So she's got to be funny and quick-witted to kind of keep up with everybody else. Well, I guess she learned her lesson now. Do you think she did? Well, I mean, at least temporarily. Sure. I think she'll be back at it. Like, you just, just you wait. Just like Alex graduated the episode before, but he was back in high school, you know, the next episode. Right. Well, <laughs> in a flashback. Sure. You know. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, how are they going to handle that going? They can't all be flashback episodes. (laughs) No, to keep them in high school and to keep them home. Because they've got uh, five more seasons, right? Now, this one was not, like we said, this was not a clip show. But when we get to the clip show, I'm just going to like give you a heads up now. Because there will be a clip show at some point. Uh, At the time, I think it was maybe even while Family Ties was still on or shortly thereafter, Justine Bateman did a guest hosting spot on Saturday Night Live. And they actually do a sketch about doing clip shows on Saturday Night Live with Justine Bateman. And it's fantastic. Oh, really? So I thought I was going to be assigning us to watch this tonight after I saw it, but it's not. But be aware that when we get to the clip show, we are going to be watching that to, to accompany it because it's fantastic. So, Oh, we're going to have yeah. to. Just to give you a And it makes up. me want to like find it and watch it right now. You can, you can be prepared. It's worth watching over and over again. It's great. I'm sure it's out there. I have it. I have it on a DVD somewhere. But if you if it's not on on uh, you know the internet somewhere, we can we can hook you up with that. So you have seasons of Saturday Night Live. 
So I do have seasons of Saturday Night Live, but they only did like the first few seasons and I stopped doing it. But what I also have is the best of so-and-so collections on DVD. Oh, Which okay. have like all kinds of random stuff. And so that's on one of them. I can't remember who. I'd have to like look it up and see who was the host. I mean, who was the, you know, the star that they were in with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, just in case, because sometimes streaming doesn't work out and you got to be prepared. That's right. A lot of physical media. (laughs) (laughs) But if uh, streaming doesn't work, what about the electricity? Well, you know, sometimes though you pull stuff down. Like for a long time, I watched uh, Family Ties on Netflix and then they pulled it off of there and it went to Amazon Prime and then they pulled it off of there. Now it's on CBS. So who knows? You know, we're at their their whim when they decide they want to pull something. So. I'm always prepared. Well, we're going to have to step up our game because, you know, it's already been four years and we're just finishing two, uh, two seasons. <laughs> I know. We've gone through three different streaming services <laughs> in the process. And <laughs> <laughs> quite a few co-hosts, too, because you used to do just guest co-hosts. That's right. And now you're stuck with me all the time. No, it's, it's fantastic. You know, it was a fun way to do it. That's how we started it out. And I'm not saying I didn't like it, but as someone who's doing it, you know, as a part-time fun uh thing it, it's a lot of work scheduling that many guest hosts oh yeah and it got to the and point to keep it, yeah. where it kept me from actually keeping the show going because i didn't have time to schedule a, go- a host each week so so it makes me uh not having recording equipment at home not seem quite as bad that's though. right because i used to have to set it up a separate thing with someone every week sometimes in person sometimes remotely so super fun and yeah. i'm not saying we could never mess around with something like that again but uh, I think what we've got going here is pretty awesome. So I agree. I have a great time doing it. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for doing it with me. And thank you, listeners, for joining us uh, on the journey as well. We appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, thank you very much. And Phil, how could they get a hold of us if they had something they wanted to write in about? Well, probably the best way to do so would be to write us at Alex P. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. You could also go to our website, alexpkeatonismyfriend.com, and there's a contact form. Um, you could go on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and you could go on there and send us a message through there. And I think we're working on putting together a, a group, which is tied together with it, right? We should. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think we definitely should. So I also went on our Twitter to find out kind of you know what our Twitter was looking like, because I think um, you had tasked me with that before the end of last year. Yes, that was, that was a, an assignment long ago. <laughs> Right. Well, it looks like our last uh, tweet was on Halloween of 2017, and it says, can't wait for Thor. And it's uh, the cast saying, happy Halloween from Hela. You know, the, really? the god of death, I think. I don't know what. And that I was she's the god of death, our, right? Like, from ours? Yeah. Alex P. Keaton pod. Can't wait for Thor. Wow. 103117. Well, I, don't, I have no recollection of posting that. Who knows? Well, the movie came out November 3rd, so it was pretty timely. Yeah. And it was from Marvel, and it said, Happy Halloween. Interesting. Well. Yeah. Well, that's that's the most recent information on Twitter there. And then there's a bunch of uh, tweets that talk about Fall TV is here, and then uh, a list of all the different uh, shows that you liked. I, did I even set that up? I feel like maybe that was Janelle that set it up, or... I don't know. I I don't know. It's kind of funny, but <laughs> you used to like Speechless and Last Man on Earth and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, and yeah, that's me. That's definitely yeah. me. Bob's Burgers, Good Place. Yeah, yeah. 
Superstore, Goldberg's, SNL. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fill list right there for sure. Yeah. That was like my current show. Seems though. like a lot of great shows, too. Yeah. So if you're looking for a show, maybe you'd want to check one of those out. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of those are still on. Yeah. My son watched uh, The Good Place. Um, I think it's three seasons on Netflix. He's watched it twice. Oh, it, it is good. Have you not watched it at all? I haven't. No. The first season, the, it, the whole thing is good, but the first season, it, like by itself, is one of the best seasons of TV ever made. You, you got to watch it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's on my list. It's just you know I'm terrible at that. Yeah, I, I understand. Believe me, there's a good backlog here. Even with all the time at home uh, in quarantine, there's plenty to do to catch up on. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But I'm five seasons in on Game of Thrones now. Wow. I don't, yeah. I never watched that. See. So. Yeah, pretty good. It's on the back. <laughs> it's on the back catalog. There, you know. We'll see. Oh yeah. <coughs> well, now that it's on that other streaming service, and now it's like thirteen bucks a month or something. It's just like I'm so tired of all these different streaming services for everything. Yes, I just want it all in one thing. <laughs> we used to have it all in one thing. It was called cable, and you paid like a thousand dollars a month right. for it. I'm not paying that much, <laughs> but I also want to just not have to like switch around to everything. Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't want to have to go from uh, Netflix to Amazon to CBS All Access? No, I did not. But here we are. (laughs) Yep, here we are indeed. And I think here we are at the end of our episode. Oh, it went by so fast. It's like we just started. (laughs) Right? Well, next week, I'm super excited to find out what happens in the thrilling season two finale. That's right. Season finale. We'll be back again next week. Um, with you guys to talk about it. Uh, and man, I can't wait either. It's going to be exciting. Definitely. Keith, thank you once again for being here. Is there my spe- very special co-host? Well, thank you for having me. And we will see you guys again next week on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby? Without us And there ain't no nothing We can love each other through What would we do, baby Without us